What's up, everyone? I want to tell you about a car that you are going to love. Check it out. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, I love that, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. So let's say you're ready to take the family on a camping trip or something like that. The Santa Fe is perfect for you. You've got all-wheel drive. You can load everyone up in the third row. It's time to start being adventurous, and you need the right car, and that's the Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. Here we go! Email us at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Here we go! Get your lineup set. It's time for Start or Sit. Let's go! Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and he. Hey, what's up? Hey, did you know that the Steelers allow the second most passing yards in the NFL and the Bengals have the third best passing offense in the NFL? So, are we starting? Andy Dalton. Did you know that four wide receivers have had double-digit targets against the Bills without catching a touchdown? They get the Patriots this week. Did you know Daniel Jones is amazing? Did you know that Melvin Gordon is back? I bet you did know that. We'll get into the starter sit (laughs) stuff in a little bit, but uh, we got to talk about Melvin Gordon. What's up, guys? How you feeling? How you feeling today? Big day in fantasy football. Uh, I'll speak for everyone when I say that we're feeling amazing. Woo. We are we are ready for what should be a pretty good Thursday night game between the Eagles and the Packers and a pretty interesting week ahead. A lot of really intriguing games on the slate. I got don't a, ever speak for me. Yeah, I got a weird. <laughs> you're not feeling amazing? Look at I you, am. You're smiling. Don't ever chuckling. speak for me. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know if amazing is the word I would use, but I, I got a weird Twitter notification last night um, and I don't know where it came from. It may have come from a podcast or a video show that I missed or something, but someone was tweeting at me mad that Adam had said that Austin Eckler is going to be on the waiver wire soon because Melvin Gordon's coming back. I, maybe, I don't think Adam maybe. really said that. I, no, I mean, I said on HQ, I said that he could be in a few weeks. I, I didn't say that on the podcast, but I said that all of my colleagues would probably disagree with me, but I'm not super optimistic about uh, Austin Eckler. Well, I don't remember exactly what I said. I I took a harsher stance on Eckler. Than you should I'm be sure. accountable for everything you say. Yeah, well, then I'm sure. Any- you didn't mean it. Why did you say it? As long as somebody else doesn't no, say I, it for you. I just meant hot it. Hot takes? I meant it. Look, I, I just don't think he's going to be that valuable. And I was I was a little surprised by the results of the Twitter poll I posted last night. If you heard the bonus pod that Jamie and I did last night, um, I mentioned this. At that point, I had 2,400 votes. I'll try to get an update on it now. But it was, will Austin Eckler be worth starting and about half the people said yes and then the other half were divided between only as a flex and no um so yes yeah, okay yes 47 percent got almost six thousand votes when melvin gordon's uh when, beginning with his first game of the season is austin eckler still going to be worth starting yes 47 percent 34 percent said only if you're desperate and 19 percent said nope um so i'm i'm in the nope category but but then jamie and i were kind of talking about it yesterday and this is kind of the problem with an instant reaction, right? Like I went on HQ like five minutes after it was announced that he was reporting. And then I did a little more research. I dug into it a little bit more. 
and Jamie and I talked about it. And I guess I'm feeling like maybe Melvin Gordon doesn't get the same passing downs work that he got last year. And maybe Eckler's earned that a little bit more, a little bit big, bigger piece of the pie because he really didn't have a lot of catches when Melvin Gordon was on the field last year. So I sort of backed off that stance a bit. Um, but your reaction is really what people want to hear. Go ahead. I think it's a flex. And then I almost think it's not even like matchup dependent. I think he's at minimum a flex moving forward. Well, I, I think with Eckler, you know, just to kind of piggyback what we talked about last night, Adam, it, 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 he's going to be better in PPR than non-PPR. It, we're, you know, dealing with bye weeks now, so there's probably going to be a situation where he's starting in most PPR leagues or has the chance to. I don't think he goes back to the role that he had last year because I think he's earned a bigger piece of the the, the touches and the coaching staff loves him. Um, the other part of it is is that, you know, it's not going to be Melvin Gordon walks in week five and he's 20 touches. They're going to work him back into it slowly because they have to. You know, it's not, it's not, uh, unless they just don't care about his long term, and by, I mean long term, the rest of the 2019 season, you know, because they're going to let him leave. But um, do they care about, you know, him getting hurt or, you know, rushing back too soon? Because we see that with holdout running back. So I, I think Eckler goes from, like I said last night, he probably goes from somewhere on the high end of 10 to 15 touches, uh, uh, 12 to 15 touches week five. And I think eventually it settles into somewhere between 8 to 12 total touches on a week. Which is what we saw last year. Yeah, yeah. you look at it last year, and basically the games they played together, I believe Gordon averaged right around 19 touches per game. Austin Eckler averaged right around 9 touches per game. Mm -hmm. I would expect that's closer to like a 16 to 12 split this year after what Eckler has shown, and not a 16 to 12 split next week. I would, like, I'm going to project next week unless I hear something totally different. I'm going to project Eckler for more touches next week than Melvin Gordon. Yeah, it's going to be a sliding scale, you know, and, and it could be, I would probably say like week seven until we see Melvin Gordon back to his, close to his, back to his workload. But that's, you know, I, I think depending on how the Chargers come through these next few games, they should win this game, obviously, against Miami, then Denver, we'll see. Um, you know, after that, it's kind of just, let's see how Melvin Gordon looks. So Gordon, his workload last year, they did scale it down a bit in the running game. His first nine games before the, the second injury of the season, he was on pace for about 250 carries, um, but I think 75 catches, just a ton of like seven receiving touchdowns. Yeah, 800 receiving yards. So that was pre-injury, first nine games, and he was amazing. Uh, and they like they like Justin Jackson, too. It could get ugly. I mean, you know, it, it's not like Jackson's going to get a, a, a big role. It's not going to be the 49ers, I don't think, but... You know, Jackson's averaging six yards a carry. You know, he's playing really well. They just haven't given him a ton of work. And so I think it's just one of those situations where, like I said to you last night, Adam, now is the time if you want to get the best out of Melvin Gordon from a trade perspective, trade him now because we don't know what's going to happen. He could be thrust back in and be great, be the same guy. But I would look to the Saquon Barkley owner who's going to be, you know, in, in need of a running back, somebody that's that's struggling a little bit, that could need some help at that position, and say, I'll give you Melvin Gordon for top 15 player, and see if that could happen. How about this? You go to the Saquon Barkley owner, who's not 2-1 and one or 3-0, and oh, so he's on tough times, and he can't use Saquon. You've already gotten by this long without Melvin Gordon. What if you offer Gordon straight up for Saquon, and you carry uh, Saquon on your bench for too, a while, but I you've already know. gotten, your, what, however you've gotten by in your fantasy season, you've done it with Melvin Gordon well, on your bench. The way I've gotten by... In the, I think I believe I have three leagues where I own Eckler and Gordon. I think that's the way some of these Melvin Gordon owners got by was they had Austin Eckler, and so you have to decide: 
do I still feel okay with Austin Eckler as a starting running back if I can upgrade another part of my, like, are you okay with Eckler as a starter until Saquon comes back? If I'm 3-0, absolutely. Look, I, I mean, Saquon Barkley might miss eight weeks. That's possible here. How can you give up Melvin Gordon? I, I guess that... If you're 3-0 and without Melvin Gordon, Melvin Gordon's not startable the next two weeks. You just got... Well, I don't know about that. I mean, he's obviously not startable this week, but I feel good starting most, him. Most people are going to start him next week. Yeah, I mean, he's going to be back. I, I, I can't... I know what you're saying, Heath. He may not be a great situation, and, and I don't know how we're going to rank it because we don't know what's going to happen in week four, but I can't imagine that most people, unless we find out, we get reports, oh, you know, he's getting... Will be Lim- or, limited work. Or, yeah, here's the, or here's we, the report: I, he will be eased back in. Right, or he's out of shape, and they yeah. need to give him more time to get ready. It could be a million things, and that's part of the risk in what his value is he, right now. Is he more valuable than Saquon Barkley right now? Not on the trade chart. I've got Saquon higher. But if if yeah. it's if it's a four week injury for Barkley, obviously not. If it's an eight week injury for Barkley, absolutely so. So I'm just telling you straight up, I'm I'm offering you Saquon Barkley for your Melvin Gordon. Dave is apparently accepting that trade. Jamie and I'm Heath. I'm taking Saquon. Yeah. Only if I'm three and zero. Oh. Yeah, rec- it's totally dependent on your record. Maybe two and one. All right. Definitely. I mean, I'm two and one. I mean, no Gordon, chance one and two. Gordon was clearly one of the elite players in fantasy last year. Jamie said yesterday on on our bonus pod that he values him more as a top 20 player. So Dave and Heath, how do you value Melvin Gordon moving forward? Higher than top 20. But it's on the assumption that he's in good shape and we know that he's been training this whole time. We've seen all the the videos on social media and it, it's it's on the hunch that he will eventually be the lead back in in LA. Here here's the name that just popped in my head that I think just fits perfectly. It's Todd Gurley. And I don't know, I don't rank Todd Gurley or trust him as a top 20 player. He's just outside of the top 20, probably a top 25 guy. I think the Gurley-Gordon comparison's relatively similar. Who are you taking? Um, I would probably take Gurley because I can start him this week. Yeah, at least he's playing and at least he's got a big role. We know what it is. We know what he's capable of. So... I want to talk about the impact on Philip Rivers, on Keenan Allen. And yes, this is a bit of a repeat from what you heard last night, but not everybody heard that show last night. And Dave and Heath were not on that show last night. Uh, so I, I will just say that I think Austin Eckler, like I said about Tariq Cohen a few weeks ago, will be droppable in a non-PPR league. That I, I will live with that. I don't know about a PPR league, but we have to wait and see. Obviously, I could be wrong. I would not drop Austin Eckler. Absolutely not. I mean, can't do it this week. You know, he's going to be a, a must-start. Um, so in terms of Keenan Allen, in terms of Philip Rivers, Mike Williams, anyone else, I, you know, one of the underrated things about Melvin Gordon last year was that he was second on the team in targets inside the 10 yard line, one behind Mike Williams. He was third on the team in red zone targets and it was Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Melvin Gordon. They were all separated by two targets. So he was so involved in the passing game near the goal line. And I wonder what impact that might have if that if that repeats itself. So, Heath, how do you see the rest of the Chargers non-running backs being impacted here? I don't believe it will affect Phillip Rivers. I'm still going to start Rivers against the right matchups and not start Rivers against the wrong matchups. Keenan Allen might be the one guy who gets a little bit of a ding if they throw even more to their running backs. But right now, like what happened... Coming into this year, we were excited about Hunter Henry finally being there as a tight end. We were excited about Mike Williams taking a step and getting more work in the passing game. Neither of those things have happened, which creates a situation where there's plenty of room for Melvin Gordon to come in and get targets on top of what they've been doing, and everybody still be awesome. So Keenan Allen's not going to have a 37% target share the rest of the year, 
But if Melvin Gordon takes 10% of the targets, it's still going to be a 27% target share, and he's still awesome. Yeah, okay. I, I think Hunter Henry's return would have a bigger impact on Keenan Allen than Melvin Gordon's return. Okay, well, Keenan Allen's never had more than six touchdowns in a season. He's already got three. Now, he had four in eight games one year, but I, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just And he had a ton touchdowns. of red zone targets last year, right? Yep. He had a good amount. He led the team in red zone targets. He's yes. just a little bit unlucky. Yeah, probably, probably. Um, okay, uh, any anything else, guys? Or just see so. what happens? Okay. Oh, here's an ethics question. You get the alert on your phone. Breaking news, Melvin Gordon is reporting. Then you go offer Austin Eckler up in your league, hoping nobody saw the report. Is that okay? How would we regulate that? I mean, that's on the person that's accepting the trade, so. Right. No, yeah, but there's nothing wrong with that. What, you don't he's think not so? hurt. He's I wouldn't do it. He, we're still we're, we're still talking about him like he's a starter. Right. You I, would you would love to have Austin Eckler just for this week. So depending on what the trade is, you would accept it. What I, if it was Austin Eckler okay. for Saquon Barkley. Um, if I'm 0 and 3, I probably accept that trade just because I need to win. I was offered Austin Eckler wow. for Tyreek Hill. Mm. You wouldn't do that. You wouldn't give up Hill for Eckler. Nope, I didn't. No. Yeah. No, I no. think it's a little it's unethical. It's a shady thing to do. It's a very it's shady, shady, but it's not illegal. I don't think it's shady because I think there's some like if if I was zero three, I might have to consider giving up. Yes, sure, I understand, but you you know something that somebody else might not. Right, know. right. But that's on them. No, not really. I, I mean, not everybody. I can't disagree gets with that. Okay, so, news. So, yes, it is. It's Adam. That's it's, so. If if I yes send somebody no. not responsible, yes no. if I You're, send somebody right. trade offer of Austin Eckler for whoever. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if they've seen the news or not. How, how am I supposed right. to know that? Well, okay. Right. You're not responsible. In, in, in my scenario. Just put Melvin Gordon is coming back. Right, right, with right. A little kissy face emoji. <laughs> just to know, you know that we're all on the same page. Well, by, in my scenario, you are doing it solely because you think this person doesn't know the news. You're basically trying to. You're the only person that thinks like that. No, I would like never do it. You're just a bad it. person. No, I would we're, never we're do it. We're good people. I'm admonishing the, I think, the I think people the pro- who would The problem do it. is is. The problem is, is like if you know the person you're making the trade offer to is just oblivious to the world, like that's the person that you're preying on. Well, I mean, people knew about it at different. Okay, you know what? Forget it. Uh, we have an iTunes mailbag. You can vent about it if you want. If you leave us a nice five star review, our mailbag that's is a silly on scenario. Saturday. I just, I, I just think it, it probably happens. People probably do those things, and and I, I, w- I personally would not do it. I would never make a trade offer. I'd say, here, I'll give you Austin Eckler. Be like, <laughs> this guy doesn't know. Or you know, or this girl doesn't know. I wouldn't do that, but other people would. Was that the was that the Beavis, that was a, Beavis and Butthead laugh? <laughs> that was a shady voice. First the shady question, then the shady I'm voice. Got it. I'm I think we know who, who the dirtbag of the podcast is. That may be. Uh, hey, check out that shirt that Heath is wearing. If you're watching on YouTube, YouTube.com/slash/FantasyFootball today. And by the way, hats off to our producer Ben Schrager. He has helped grow our YouTube audience, and we have a pretty big one now. So I really appreciate it, everybody. Thank you. But Heath is wearing a Fantasy Football Today T-shirt, and if you join our Facebook group, it's just called Fantasy Football Today. We are just uh, we're right about at 10,000 members here, so we want to be at 20 by the end of the season. But Help us out. Keep on joining. Uh, who do you hold a fantasy grudge against? I saw someone that might be the front runner right now. The fantasy grudge, even though he's out of football, CJ Spiller. Oh my gosh, what a disappointing season. I remember I took him like third overall that year. Uh, Which season I, was the disappointing I, season? Our first big fight, I think, between Adam and I was over CJ Spiller. Oh, well, now that's special. It's just launched so many future fights. And I on Fantasy Football is our Saturday night radio show, 10 p.m. to midnight Eastern on CBS Sports Radio on Sirius Channel 206. Woo. All right, we got a lot to get to here. Um, let's do the Tell More Do segment, guys. It's game time. It's Tully time. It's time for the player of the week. 
presented by Telemordu. So Dave, Jamie, and Heath are going to select a player that they think will surprise you and show out during this weekend's slate of games. So uh, Dave, you ready? You want to kick it off? Yeah, I'll kick it off. I, I think we're going to continue to see good things from this Chiefs passing offense. And uh, I think McCole Hardman on that fast track in Detroit could could have maybe two big catches. We've seen him get one each of the last couple of weeks. We know that Darius Slay limited with a hamstring in practice on Wednesday. If he ends up not playing, it just makes the matchup all the better for Kansas City. So McCole Hardman is somebody that I think could have a, a real nice game. The perfect type of boom-bust flex for your lineup. Heath, you ready? Who's your Tully player of the week? Yeah, I'm going to go. Well, this guy's in the rankings dispute, so uh, we might just have to do it right now. But I'm going to go with Andy Dalton. And it really shouldn't be that big a surprise. He's been a top 12 quarterback so far this season. He's second in the NFL in passing yards. He's facing a defense that's giving up 9.1 yards per pass attempt. Uh, I think Andy Dalton's just a fine streamer this week. All right, then. Let's go. 60-second rankings dispute. We already heard it from Heath. Jamie, you have him 23rd, Andy Dalton. Dave doesn't even have him ranked outside the top 24, so might be just behind where Jamie has him. And Heath has Andy Dalton 14th. So, Jamie, make your case against Dalton on Monday night. Oh, you said it right there. What what's the what day is the game? I, I did look at his last four primetime games, though. I'm sure you have, too. Two, yeah, no, he's been better. Two stinkers, less than 10 points. One 22-point game, which I think was against Pittsburgh, and then a huge game uh, against Baltimore on a Thursday, week two last I, year, yeah, week three. That was like a four-touchdown game. Yeah. Yep. yeah. No, he's 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 been better. I, I just uh, I, I think the Steelers' defense uh, adding Fitzpatrick last week is going to make the secondary better, as we saw against the 49ers. I, I don't trust Andy Dalton in the spot. I don't trust the offensive line in the spot. So uh, I, I mean, if if Dalton's been a guy you've been starting, stick with him. He's fine in two quarterback leagues. I am in a two quarterback league where I have to decide between Baker Mayfield and Dalton. I'm playing Mason Rudolph over both. Um, I I don't trust Andy Dalton in this uh, in this particular game on the road. I think he's going to vomit all over himself like he typically does. Uh, guys that we started last week: uh, Josh Allen, Baker Mayfield, Jameis Winston, and Carson Wentz tonight. I would start Andy Dalton over all four of them. Who started wow. Baker Mayfield last week? I guess some people started Baker Mayfield last week. I don't know why they did. Uh, Dalton's 29th for me, so I'm definitely on oh, okay. Team Jamie on this one. Just bad track record against the Steelers and. I said it last week that Minka Fitzpatrick was going to make this. New system, new coach. The Steelers. Well, let's let's the Steel, stuff out the wait, window. Minka Fitzpatrick. Fine, I think the Steelers' defense is definitely better with No, uh, uh, based on what? He had an interception, but Jimmy Garoppolo averaged like 8.7 yards per attempt or something like that. He threw the ball right. all over the field on they them. Were, they, they just were had these stupid defense. turnovers. It led the to those stupid turnovers. No, they, the, and those were self-inflicted. for turning the ball over a little bit. I, I, the I, Steelers' see, defense has been terrible. I don't think he's going to be that good. All right. Forget it. Jamie, it's game time. It's telly time. Who's your player of the week? Uh, I'm going to start a week, and that's uh, Jared Goff. He's uh, not been a good fantasy quarterback. Uh, going back to their bye week last year, he's got two games with more than 20 fantasy points in his last 11. That's including the three playoff games that he was uh, eligible to participate in, including the Super Bowl. In those 11 games, he's averaging just 13.5 fantasy points per game. So he's been atrocious. And I know this Tampa Bay defense that he's facing this week has played better, but I think a lot of that is circumstantial because Garoppolo did lose two touchdowns because of penalty, and they lost two possessions because of turnovers from the Tampa Bay offense. I think they got exposed last week by Daniel Jones. I'm expecting Goff to use all of his weapons at his disposal, which means Robert Woods has a good game along with Cooper Cup and Brandon Cooks. So I think this is a get-right game for the Rams passing game, and Jared Goff is a top-five quarterback. 
All right, Dave has him ninth, but Heath and Jamie have Goff fifth. Yeah, if you can't start Goff this week, then we might gonna have to reevaluate. So uh, the uh, the Tullamore Dew players of the week are McCole Hardman for Dave, Andy Dalton for Heath, and Jared Goff for Jamie. And Goff is the only one that uh, really that is, is unanimous. So just check out the rankings. You can go to cbsports.com/fantasy and and check out all the rankings. Speaking of rankings, we have 60 second ranking disputes coming right up with Marquez Valdez Scantling, Chris Carson, Wayne Gallman. And Adam Thielen in a tough matchup against the Chicago Bears. That's up next, right after this on Fantasy Football Today. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at newbalance.com. Well, this is a start or sit episode. We also have a lot of news to catch you up on, like Case Keenum's foot injury and T.Y. Hilton mispractice and Damian Williams doesn't look good for this week. But let's do some rankings disputes here. 60 seconds uh, to, de- to be divided between two analysts. This will be Jamie versus Dave. Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Jamie, you've got him 20th. Dave, 39th. That's a non-PPR. Fairly similar in PPR. Jamie has him 26th, Dave 40th, and Heath is at 33rd on MVS. Jamie, kick it off. Go ahead. Love the setup for him tonight uh, against this Eagles secondary that's down Ronald Darby. So I think you saw last week that they're not afraid to feature him with 10 targets. I think this is going to be a get-right game for the entire Packers team. And the Eagles have already allowed five receivers in three games to go over 13 or more PPR points. So I think Valdez Scaling's in a great spot. I probably have him ranked a little too high. I'll probably adjust that a little bit. But it's not going to be outside my top 30. I think it's a big game for all the Packers receivers, and I love the setup for MVS as the second guy opposite Devontae Adams. I was startled to see that you had him in the top 24. That's that's big-time confidence in MVS. He's made three good plays through three games this season. Kind of like Nicole threat. Hardman, right? Kind of like McCole Hardman, but I just trust McCole Hardman more than Marquez Valdez-Scantling at this point. And, by the way, MVS does technically have more targets than Hardman, but Hardman hasn't played. Has more targets than Devontae Adams. Yeah. That's a good point, too. But I think this is the get-right game for Devontae Adams. You heard Rodgers talk about this week. I think he goes off, and Rodgers is only attempting like 31 passes per game. I don't mind MVS as like a flex play. But I, I, I can't look at him and say, that's a top 20, top 25 type of wide receiver. Too many other receivers that I like better. All right, well, let's go to Chris Carson here. We're going to go with Dave versus Heath. Chris Carson is fifth for Heath and 19th for Dave. Uh, and pretty similar in PPR, and uh, he has had 15 carries in each game, but hasn't really done that much with it, but we also know he's been involved in the passing game. So Chris Carson, um, go ahead, Heath. Why don't you kick it off? You're the high guy on Carson. Well, the very first big caveat to get, get out of the way, Rashad Penny not projecting him to play in this game currently. If I was projecting him, he'd be down closer, probably still where in between where Dave and Jamie have them. I wouldn't have them all the way down at 19th, even with Penny. But this is a fantastic setup against an Arizona defense that isn't very good. It's going to be one of the more high-scoring games of the day. And I just expect Carson to get right. I would hope that you're right. I don't know if he's top five, but I, I would love to see him as a top 12 running back because you know how I feel about him. I'm nervous about what happens if he gets the ball punched out one more time. And I know that Pete Carroll came to his came to his side and said, watch how we commit to him this week. Does that mean that he's going to play as much as he has the past couple of weeks? We've seen his target share go down over the past couple of weeks. Certainly two weeks ago, we only had three targets. 
and he's locked in at 15 carries per game. So I think he's good. I just don't think he's great. And I think the Cardinals run defense is a little underrated. I think that they're actually better than, um, you know, what people think they are. It's kind of interesting. They have been a very good run defense, except for a 76-yard touchdown run by Christian McCaffrey. Other than that, they did very well against Kerryon Johnson and Mark Ingram and and the other 23 carries by Christian McCaffrey. All right, so that's... Is that uh, the game that Lamar Jackson ran for 100 yards, though? uh, He's not a running back. Yeah, maybe. he's a quarterback. It's still a running game. Yeah. All right, Wayne Gallman's next. This is David Heath again. Okay, Dave, you have Wayne Gallman 26. Heath, you have him 16th. That's in non-PPR and actually also in PPR. Jamie has Gallman 22nd in non-PPR, 20th in PPR. Jamie's right in the middle there. So, Dave and Heath, have at it. Gallman and Dave, you can start as the low guy on the hot waiver wire ad, Wayne Gallman against the Redskins. Maybe I'm a tad too low in PPR because I do think Wayne Gallman can catch some passes, but I just think that he's an okay back on a team where the coaching staff loves Daniel Jones. And I think they're going to ride with Daniel Jones. And I don't think that the Giants defense is going to put Gallman in a position to have a lot of carries in the second half. I think that they're going to put some points on the board, too. I think Jones is going to do his thing. He's going to put points on the board. And I think if you're starting Gallman, you're hoping he finds the end zone. It's as simple as that. I don't see 100 total yards in his future. I don't think he gets that much work. And if he doesn't score, he's going to leave you disappointed. I've got him as a flex. Yeah, you're giving me 15 touches in a game with an over-under around 50 against a bad defense like Washington. It's going to be a top-20 running back no matter what his name is. His name could be Dave Richard, and he would still be in the top 20. <laughs> I don't run as fast as Wayne Gallman. All right, probably not. Adam Thielen is our last guy. I don't run guy. as fast as a stone, like a stationary stone oh. stuck in the ground for thousands of years. Like a stone, great song, Audio Slave. Adam Thielen. All right, who's stealing it this week? Dave is stealing it. Featuring Dave right now. 14th uh, for Dave. 24th for Jamie in non-PPR. 21st in PPR. Now, Heath really should be debating Dave, but we can't do that three times in a row. Because Heath has... Uh, Why Thielen. not? Because uh, I feel bad for Jamie, you know? I'm fine. I like, I like, listen, I like listening to Sarah Jamie takes, likes being yeah. a devil. Right, he can right. be the judge at All the right. end of the, the debate. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. J- Dave has Thielen 14th, and, J- and uh, Heath has Thielen 30th uh, going up against Chicago. 29th in PPR for Heath, whatever. Heath, go. I don't think that there's going to be quite as big a split in terms of production between Thielen and Diggs as there has been so far this season, and that's really bad news for Adam Thielen if they're not, because Kirk Cousins, really, if they split those targets up relatively evenly between the two of them, there's not enough work for either one of them to be a top 24 wide receiver, especially in a game against the Chicago Bears. (laughs) I think Thielen's going to continue to get work. I think Cousins is going to have to throw in this game, and I think the pressure's going to be on him, so he's not going to be able to take those five- and seven-step drops to look for digs downfield. Thielen is going to be his target in short areas. They use Thielen in a much more diverse way than they use to find digs. Proof of that is last week when he had that rushing touchdown. Wouldn't count on him for that, but I do think he'll lead the Vikings in targets, catches, and yards, and I think he's the most likely guy to score for Minnesota outside of Dalvin Cook. He's averaging less than four catches per game. I hate this Minnesota passing attack. It's it's four so frustrating. Game. It's especially frustrating for Diggs as fantasy owners. Because well, I mean, you, so just, far, you've been lucky with Thielen. I mean, anything Thielen is is sort of giving you, it's been just uh, a bonus because you know he scored in week one, then the numbers weren't there. Week two, seventy-five yards is is kind of uh, a blessing at this point. And then last week, you know, if you're counting on him scoring rushing touchdowns, yeah, forget uh, it. You can't do well, that. Well, if you, take, but he also caught a touchdown. If you take away, no, but I'm saying that that that's not the norm. You know, I mean, that's just not something you can you rely if, on. If you take away the rushing touchdown, he's the number twenty-nine wide receiver in fantasy so far this year. No mm-hmm. way, really. Yes. He's been bad. 
But he's he's had did he okay he did not catch a touchdown last week Adam Thielen. He did, but he, but but what one, Heath is saying he had minimal production in week yeah, one, but he scored. That's and three, that was in non-PPR. Solid How about game. this? PPR, he'd Surprise. be 35. And if you take away the rushing touchdown from last week, he's under 15 PPR points three straight weeks. I, we've saw it against Green Bay. This team will throw the ball. And I think that Thielen's going to benefit. Yeah, I, the that thing the thing that I disagree with you is that I think this is going to be low scoring on both sides because I don't know if Chicago's going to have success moving the ball. So the, the theory of Kirk Cousins having to throw, I don't see that. I think this is... I mean, this could be a a nine six game. It, it right. wouldn't shock me if it's if if it's thirteen ten. You know, these just yeah. aren't explosive offenses, and they're they're going to try and hold time of possession and and sort of control the clock. And yeah. I I just don't see Cousins having to wing the ball all over the place. It's why I'm nervous about both Thielen and Dick. And okay. I see it a that, little bit differently. I think Chicago will have the lead. All right. So sorry, that game's tomorrow, and we got to get to uh, the AFC home games here. Um, all right, so news and notes as we're going to look at Case Keenum. First, though, i got to tell you about Harry's razors. You know, it's it's weird that I actually get excited to shave because usually when I used to shave before I had my Harry's razor, uh, if I would go like three or four days without shaving, I would need to shave my face twice. <laughs> it was, you, you know, these, these uh, razor blades that you buy, you know, the brand names, whatever, they're just not good enough. But Harry's razors, much, much better. There are no gimmicks. It's just a really clean, close comfortable shave and a really sharp blade and that's that's just it i mean it's the simplicity of harry's razors that makes it so effective and so cost effective okay because they keep their prices low they cut out the middleman they own a world-class blade factory in germany that's been making some of the best razor blades in the world for 99 years harry's razors it's quality durable blades at a fair price how about two dollars Per blade, and there are 10 million people who have tried Harry's, including me, including everybody that's on this podcast, actually. And you can get your special trial offer at harrys.com slash FFT. You'll get a weighted ergonomic handle for a firm grip. You'll get a five-blade razor with a lubricating strip and a trimmer blade, rich lathering shave gel, and a travel blade cover to keep your razor dry and easy on the go. That's harrys.com slash FFT. I, I really love this product, and I think you will, too. harrys.com slash FFT to start shaving better today. Fellas, we'll go through the injuries, news, and notes here, and you can just give a quick reaction. Case Keenum has a foot injury. Do you think he might miss the game uh, against the Giants? Yes. Would you consider starting the Giants DST if it's Haskins? Yes. It might be Colt McCoy. They said he was going to practice today. Yes. Okay. Yes. Lamar Jackson says he hates running. Do you hate hearing that from him? Does it matter at all? Yes. No. <laughs> hey, hearing it doesn't matter. Okay. T.Y. Hilton mispracticed. Do you think he plays? No. No, he's not going to. Rashad Penny did not practice. Rex Burkhead was limited with a foot injury. We expect Burkhead, right? Maybe. As of now. All right. Apparently had x-rays after the game. Damian Williams and Ito Smith. Are we thinking both missed the game this week? Yes. Yes. Okay. Amari Cooper had an MRI on his ankle. Are you worried? No, I think it was precautionary. Okay. How about Mike Williams missing practice due to a back injury? Uh, is that serious? Don't know. He's dealt with back issues before. If he misses another practice, that's when you'd get nervous. Now the Dolphins have a chance. <laughs> uh, let's see. Julian Edelman practiced. That's good. Chris Godwin did not practice. Do you think Chris Godwin plays? Yes. like to see him practice, though, before it happened. Concerned at all about Mark Andrews and his foot injury? I don't like that he's missing so much practice time. Yeah, and the other tight ends got a lot of targets last week, Boyle and, and Hurst. 
So I don't know if that's foot-related, but he disappointed last week. Vance McDonald could play this week. I don't know why they gave up fifth-round pick or whatever it was. for. I just don't get that. Uh, for because Finette. they don't like their other tight ends. And they're really bad at fifth-round picks anyway. Fifth round, though. I mean, that's not <laughs> nothing. Um, offensive line stuff. Carolina guard Trey Turner has an ankle injury. Seattle left tackle Dwayne Brown has a biceps injury, but Pete Carroll expects him to play. Defensive stuff. Greedy Williams and Denzel Ward, Cleveland's corners. They mispracticed. They missed last week's game, but safety Demarius Randall is back. Darius Leonard mispracticed, so that could be really big news for Josh Jacobs. The Colts defense has been terrible either with a run defense has been terrible with or without Leonard. Um, Jalen Ramsey, probably not going to play this week. We will preview that game. Miles Jack is going to play. He's out of the concussion protocol. Denver could be without two key pieces, Josie Jewell and Derek Wolf. Uh, against Jacksonville, Jewel, a linebacker, Wolf, a defensive end. If you need someone in IDP, take a look at Todd Davis. He played last week. He didn't do much, but he had over 100 tackles last year, and he's 18% owned, and there are some other defensive injuries. Darius Slay, he'll be up in the air. Akeem Hicks looks like he will play against Minnesota. We don't know that for sure, and check out Green Bay pass rusher Zadarius Smith. He's questionable for tonight's game. Tampa Bay very beat up on defense. All right, instead of the start meter let's do start, sit, or flex at best. For the games that we'll be previewing late in the show. Mike Williams at Miami. Start, sit, or flex at best? Flex at best. Uh, Justin Jackson. Flex at best. Yeah, flex. I'd rather flex in than Williams. Agreed. Kenyon Drake. Sit. sit. Press flex, at best. flex at best. <laughs> okay. He had 15 touches last you, week. You, you, don't, you need the cut, cut uh, option on this. Uh, I don't think anyone else will be there except maybe maybe this guy, Preston Williams. You can cut Preston Williams. No, what do you mean? Who in the right direction got 12 targets in Josh Rosen's flex, first Flex starts. at best. Flex at best. Deep leagues, you should hold on to him. That's about the only format that you're looking at Preston Williams. Would you start Kenyon Drake or Preston Williams? Preston Williams. Uh, Kenyon uh, Drake. I think In PPR, I'd go Williams. Leonard, I'd go Williams either way. Leonard Fournette at Denver. Start, sit, or flex. Got him. No. Start. Start. <laughs> Although we did have an interesting conversation with Pete Prisco on CBS Sports A2 yesterday where he said some people in Jacksonville are hinting that Rock Armstead's going to get more work. Whoa, really? All right. Mm. Yeah, Pete. he said that they're not happy with Fournette right now. He's dancing a lot. Hmm. And that offensive line's not helping him either. That is interesting. DJ it, Char- you know, there, here's Here's sneaky. This is sneaky. This is a sneaky move that a, that a smart fantasy player did when we're sitting up there and Pete says, I hear some things about the kid. And I said, Rock Armstead? He goes, yeah. I look over, and somebody next to me is filling with their leagues, and Heath Cummings goes and picks up Rock Armstead in our office league just to see. That's awesome. Good for you. It's right well, by the way. There's insider trading right there. Uh, Yeah, I like that. That's using some intel. Okay, DJ Chark at Denver. Starter sit or flex? Flex. D.D. Westbrook. in two receiver leagues. He's a flex. D.D. Westbrook. D.D. Westbrook, flex at best. Um, Emmanuel Sanders and Cortland. I guess I have to wait for all three of you to answer. Emmanuel Sanders and Cortland Sutton. Uh, Sanders gets a boost if Ramsey's not there. So uh, I would say flex at best, but not not sit. I'd consider flexing both. Yeah, flex both. Sanders over Chark, Sutton behind Chark. Philip Lindsay and Royce Freeman. I think Lindsay's good enough to start. Start flex. Okay. All right, guys, here we go. Seven games to preview. Can we do them in five minutes per game? That's the challenge. Buffalo just lost defensive tackle Harrison Phillips for the season. He's not an every-down guy. He's more of a run stuffer, it seems. Plays about 40% of the snaps. But um, uh, that's that's setting it up for the for the Patriots 
running game. Anyway, let's start with the Patriots and Tom Brady. Dave, you're the only one that has him in the top 12. You have him eighth. And, you know, I think I think people are a little afraid of the matchup here. He has not been good. He has not scored more than 18 fantasy points in any of his last four starts against the Bills. I think he's going to throw a decent amount in this game. I don't think he's going to throw deep very much. I think it's going to be a lot of check down passes and Brady finds ways to make plays. He's got three good receivers now to throw to. He's got two running backs that he can throw to with James White back. And I think he can come through with one of those 250 and two touchdown games. I, I agree with you 100%, and that does not make him a top 12 quarterback this week. I, I think it's a, a, a low-scoring game. Sean McDermott has played Brady well as a coach uh, calling the defense there. And I, I think it's going to be one of those situations where they win this game low-scoring. A typical September Patriots game. They've, they've been able to uh, put up big numbers because of who they've played through the first three weeks including most likely an injured Ben Roethlisberger. So I, I think this is a game where the Patriots win. They win a close one. And the numbers for Brady aren't exactly eye-popping. Maybe maybe in a, in a negative way. Which quarterback would you prefer in this game, Allen or Brady? Oh, Brady. Brady. Is there anyone in this game that you're excited about? Well, I guess I have to say Brady since I've got him as a top 12 quarterback. So, yeah, Brady! <laughs> you think 250 and 2 is top 10 this week? I think it can be there this week. Hmm. There's some quarterbacks that are going to struggle that I just don't think are going to... You starting him or Daniel Jones? I've got him one spot ahead of Daniel Jones. Oh. So, I you? think... I think I have him one spot ahead of Daniel... No, I have Jones one spot ahead of him. So, but 10 spots I'd away start, from I'd start, I'd start, If Keenum plays, I'd start Keenum over Brady. If if I like Kyle Allen better than Brady, too. So I think the only guy that I'm super excited about is Edelman because he just seems yes. he's Edelman, right? Uh, yeah, Tredavious White did a good job against Josh Gordon last year, so we'll see if that carries over to this season. We'll see. Dorsey, I mean, again, it's a different offense. You know, you're going to see them try and spread out the the Bills and see if they have enough guys to sort of contain everybody. But I think Buffalo does a good job of keeping everything in front of them, and so that's the one thing about it is who's going to be the one finding the two touchdowns because I don't know if they're going to be. Um, you know, able to have a lot of success running the ball because this is going to be a different offense also without James Devlin in there. If you want a good breakdown of what the Patriots will look like running the ball now, Ben Volan, our buddy for the Boston Globe, did a good analysis on what the Patriots look like without Devlin comparatively to with Devlin. So this could be a, a James White, Rex Burkhead type of game. But do those guys help get Brady multiple touchdowns? I just don't see that happening. All right, I think start, it absolutely starter happens sit, because there's no devil in there. Starter sit Sony Michelle. No, no, no. I had Brady having multiple touchdowns. That's one? Multiple passing touchdowns? No, no t I don't see those guys doing enough to help Brady be a top 12 quarterback this week in terms of those guys being pass catchers and elevating Brady's game. Starter sit Sony Michelle. Sit. I would sit Sony Michelle. Starter in non-PPR, obviously, than PPR, but he's just been miserable all the way around. And he could get replaced. Yeah, so so obviously James White is not someone that we look at in non-PPR, but in, in PPR or half PPR, Heath, how do you feel about James White this week? I'm ranking the Patriots running backs, Rex Burkhead, James White, and then Sony Michelle in PPR. I, I think Burkhead's a good flex. He might even be a starter this week. He's right in that same range. But this is the Rex Burkhead experience. Just when we start to get excited about him, he's hurt. Always, yeah. For what it's worth... Le'Veon Bell had six catches, 32 yards, and a touchdown. Barkley had three for 28. Mixon had two for 34 and a touchdown. So that's three guys with about 30 yards, and two of them scored. It's really not that, but when you consider it's Bell, Barkley, and Mixon, they haven't been that bad against pass-catching running backs, the Bills' defense, that is. 
Um, good defense. It's a very good defense. Would you start White or Josh Gordon? Uh, White and PPR. Gordon and none. Yeah, I think that's right. And then Philip Dorsett this week? Good third receiver. Yep. I view him as more of a, a kind of a boom-bust play. Mike Williams or Philip Dorsett? Dorsett. Williams. I think I'd go Williams. Hashtag Dolphins. Okay, how about Mike Will or Philip Dorsett or Nicole Hardman? Hardman. Hardman. All right. Um, Hardman in non-PPR, Dorsett in PPR. I mentioned four wide receivers have had double-digit targets without a touchdown against Buffalo, but they are Jamison Crowder, uh, Benny Fowler, Tyler Boyd, and Auden Tate. None of nobody of Josh Gordon's caliber. So I guess uh, where do you, where do you guys have Josh Gordon ranked? Is he a top thirty guy? Yes, but in that range, I haven't. I'm if you're looking at my rankings now, Adam, I'm going to change Gordon because just seeing what White did against him last year, it's troubling. It's not just that. There's just so many other receivers that I've got ranked behind Gordon who shouldn't be there. McLaurin against the Giants, for example, I'd McLovin. rather go with him. McLovin. Tyrell against the Colts, I'd rather go with him. And maybe even both Chiefs receivers, I'd rather go ahead of Josh Gordon. They use him as as a deep threat type of receiver. And there's something about the way he plays. He just has this like body language of being lackadaisical that just makes me wonder how into it he really is, how plugged in he really His is. His body language is lackadaisical? He, watch him play. There's just something about the way that he plays out there where he's just like, I don't know, I'm obviously not describing it the right way, but he, there's something there that's just not making me feel quite as confident. All right, so for the Bills, is there anyone you want to start? No. Yeah, really, no. John Brown. John Brown or Philip Dorsett? Brown. I'll take Dorsett. I'll take Dorsett also. Stephon Gilmore is going to make things tough on John Brown. All right, I mean, look, the Patriots have the best defense in the NFL right now. They'll be tested a little bit more this week. We'll find out a little bit more. But you can't feel comfortable with, with, with the Bills. And the Patriots' no. DSD is top 10. They're ninth for, for, J, for Dave, 10th for Jamie, 2nd for Heath. Uh, all right, so you don't have if you have been riding the Patriots DST, and they have who next week? They have the Giants next week, or somebody crappy next week. Yeah, the Giants in two weeks. I don't, I don't know. They don't play week? at Washington. Yeah. They don't play any good teams this year. Keep- at Washington in Week Five, <laughs> then the Giants, then at the Jets. I think they play Kansas City, but no, their second half Cleveland. of their schedule is tough. Second half tough. Then they play Kent State, and then after that, <laughs> they're against you know. No, they they have some Southeast tough games. Missouri. All right, Cleveland at Baltimore. I think they play they play both of those teams, uh, as I recall. Cleveland and Baltimore. Stat of the game. Jarvis Landry leads all Cleveland receivers with four red zone targets and three targets inside the ten yard line. And Odell Beckham has just one red zone target this season. Now, Heath, when I tell you that, that Jarvis Landry Can you file that under crappy stats that don't matter? I mean uh, let me go to Heath because he he, uh, he didn't get in much on that Patriots game. I tell you that Jarvis Landry's got the most red zone targets, the most inside the 10, and he's getting at least seven per game. Do you see any appeal with Jarvis Landry? Because let's be real, Baltimore's secondary has been crap this year. Uh, I've got Jarvis Landry ranked ahead of Mike Williams. I've got him ranked ahead of Nelson Aguilar. I've got him ranked ahead of Philip Dorsett. So yeah, there's there's some appeal there. He's not a top... 36 wide receiver for me so he's more of a desperation flex but you'd rather have you'd rather have Landry on your team than than Dorsett I in a if I've got somebody on my bench that I'm hoping hits I'd rather have Dorsett I'd rather start Landry this week interesting 
let's stick with that crap, the Browns. That crap here. pass defense you talked about has only allowed four touchdowns through the air. They allow the six most passing yards per game. They have That's they fine. give up huge plays. They have bad communication. Yep. They've talked about we, it two we weeks in a row. Not really. communicating. Like they played the Chiefs. Right. You played the Chiefs they, and you've only they played gave three up games. Three hundred and forty nine yards. Played the Dolphins. So they've been on both ends of the spectrum. It's right. not it's not like they've been consistently against, you know, quality opponents. They played Kyler Murray's first road game. Three hundred forty nine yards for Kyler Murray. Yes, and he 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 played very well. And then they played Mahomes, so that's on a different level. And they also played the Dolphins, which is on a different level. And so. now they've got the Browns, which I would say is closer to the Dolphins than the other two teams at this point. You guys really you have Baker Mayfield twentieth, twenty first. So you're saying sit him and I get it. In the back of your mind, you're that like, offensive line. That offensive it, line is a disaster, and that's only half the problem. Maybe they should uh, revisit trading Zeitler for Odell Vernon oh, for yeah. Olivier Vernon. Sure. Yeah, I, I would say so. Um, Although the, their run defense is actually halfway decent, their their play calling is bad. All right, they, so look, not, I'm not going to dwell not doing on anything it. creative. Obviously, people are getting away from Baker Mayfield. You know, D- Daniel Jones, Kyle Allen. You can start these waiver wire guys over Baker. Nick Chubb, you're going to start. Beckham, you're going to start. And we're sitting Landry, right? Yes. yes. Yeah. All right. Uh, Lamar Jackson is top five. Any concerns at all? No. no. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I think just to on a bit of a tangent here, like they did well. The Browns did well against Goff last week. Seventeen fantasy points. And they were so beat up in their secondary. Like, that is so disappointing. They, they did well though because Goff also had two picks. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't play well. I, this was more about Goff. Like, I can't believe that he didn't do better last week. But he needs to turn it around right now. Um, all right, so we go to to Mark Ingram here. How do you feel about Mark Ingram coming off a three touchdown week and also he had four catches, which was nice to see. But he's had a very easy schedule so far. How do you feel about? Um, him against the Browns, who are giving up 3.7 yards per carry to running backs. No doubt it's a tough matchup. No doubt I'm going to start him. You just start him. Yeah, he's just got too much work in his favor. He's obviously a priority when they get deep inside the red zone. He's he's going to continue to put up good numbers. Okay. Ingram or James the only White game The PPR. only game where he didn't have good numbers, Adam, was when he got hurt. And then he even came back into that game. Yeah, I'm sorry. So Ingram or James White in PPR? Ingram. 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 Starter sit Marquise Brown. Probably starting him. Must start. I would try and get him in there. He had nine targets last week. Six of them were deep. Four of those six deep targets were overthrows. Eventually, they will connect. And, uh, yeah, I mean, he's just... He's got what, up 20, to another boomer bust type of speed receiver that's going to get looks. 22 targets in his last two games? Yep. That's it. Marquise Brown or Adam Thielen? Oh, Brown. Brown. I've got Thielen higher. Brown, that's not close. Well, I knew it would be I've got for it Dave. pretty close. <laughs> uh, Marquise Brown or... Well, I know you're going to put him ahead of Josh Gordon. Marquise Brown... I've got some good ones. Marquise Brown or Odell Beckham? Odell. Beckham, easily. Like, you're not... That, that, these are, Terry McLaurin is a good one. Okay, who would you and go McLaurin. with? McLaurin. I'll go McLaurin. 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 Okay, Mark Andrews is top five in non-PPR, top seven in PPR. And, uh, yeah, we're just, look, he had a bad game last week, but he still had seven targets, so we're going back to him. And the Ravens DST, Dave and Jamie more confident in them. Top five for Dave and Jamie for the Ravens, 12 for Heath. I don't I just don't know how good they are, to be quite honest with you. But Cleveland is allowing the third most fantasy points to DSTs. So, uh, would you start the Packers or the Ravens? Packers. Okay. Well, you're not going to be starting the Ravens, or the Packers, rather, in your FanDuel lineup, 
because, you know, they play on Thursday. Now you can play a Thursday slate. There are all types of different contests on FanDuel. First of all, the URLs you need to know. FanDuel.com slash FFT. FanDuel.com slash FFT. That's where you go to sign up and you get $20 in site credit, $5 per week for four weeks if you make a $20 deposit. The other URL, and please get on there now before it fills up, fanduel.com slash league slash FFT. That is our exclusive Fantasy Football Today listeners contest. $5 per week. I cashed last week. We're all going to be in it. You can compete against us every single week. It's really fun. FanDuel.com slash league slash FFT. But FanDuel is great. You can play a single game slate. Those are very interesting. You can play full with, with Thursday night, Monday night. You can play just the Sunday main slate. You know, just explore the games that are on there. You want to play for a dollar? You want to play high stakes? FanDuel's got everything. Get the FanDuel app on your phone or sign up right now. FanDuel.com slash FFT. Make a $20 deposit. Get $5 in site credit four weeks for four weeks. So that's 20 total. And you could use those $5 to join our contest. How about that? FanDuel.com slash FFT. Sign up right now at FanDuel.com slash FFT or get that FanDuel app. All right, Carolina's at Houston. We're going to get to that game in a moment. The video portion, for those of you who have been watching on YouTube, you know what happens. We have to leave the video studio. So you will continue to get the audio. Not exactly the same type of video. So that's starting right now. Big thank you to our video crew for doing their thing today. And we'll be with Carolina in Houston in just a moment. Stat of the game. Carolina's defense has been pretty good. Yes, I'm using the word stat liberally there. But... Yeah, I don't know. This doesn't seem like a great matchup. They've done pretty well against the Rams, the Bucks, and the Cardinals. Done pretty darn well against wide receivers so far. So uh, I, I'm sure Deshaun Watson's going to be started for just about everybody. And DeAndre Hopkins as well, even though he's coming up a couple disappointing games. Is there anyone else on the Texans you feel good about this week? Nope. Yeah, I can't say feel good about. I, I can see a lot of situations uh, where someone flexes or maybe even starts Carlos Hyde this week. Uh, he's definitely getting the work. He's than well, Joe Mixon has. Sony Michelle has. He's had 10, 20, and 10 carries in three games. Okay. So, yeah, seven to nine fantasy points in non-PPR in all three games, but it feels a little lucky. Yeah. I mean, nobody's making an, an, an impassioned case here for, for Carlos No, Hyde. I'm just like... I think you can make an argument for Carlos Hyde over Sony Michelle. In fact, I would start Carlos Hyde over Sony Michelle. Hmm. Interesting. Dave, Jamie, agree? Um. In PPR, I'd go with Hyde. Probably non PPR. I mean, Hyde's going to be. It, it's too hard to trust him. But that neither Same. of them are going to catch any passes. I don't think. No. Uh, Promise. Neither is Duke Johnson. Hyde, Hyde has one catch in three games, and Michelle I think has zero. All right. Those guys try to I avoid. I thought pace for like five catches. That's that's a much better season than Sonny Michelle. <laughs> Will Fuller, though, really, I guess, is the question here because I just that's what I wanted to point out. Did I don't know why he's a question. Yeah, can't I felt him, like right? last week was the week to give him one last shot. And seven targets, you like that? Five catches, you love that. Fifty. It's the second straight week he averaged like ten yards per grab, and he had a big grab. He had a thirty-yard play. I'm just I, I I can't trust them. There are too many other receivers that have come out of the woodwork that I'd rather Which have. Which probably means that this is the week or next week yeah. when oh, yeah. absolutely no one starts him that he scores two touchdowns. <laughs> oh, yeah. But but I'm not gonna but, 
I'm not going to start him because of that. We also saw Kenny Stills get six targets last week. And I don't know if that's taking away from Kiki QT or pa- if it's taking away from right, Hopkins. Everything. How about from Hopkins? It's been the Patriots right. are the only team in the NFL giving up less yards per pass attempt than Carolina. Right. Okay. Thank you. That's that's a good way to sum up their defense so far. Kyle Allen, Heath, you're not feeling it with Kyle Allen. Jamie's got him 12th. Dave 15th. Heath 23rd. Yeah, this doesn't like. We just said all those things about how good Carolina's defense is, but I I don't really expect their offense to put up a lot of points in this game against Houston. Houston's been up and down as a defense, but this is a much different challenge than Allen has faced in his first two starts. When have they been up? Um, when who's been up? Houston, Houston Texans. So they've, so they've they, had a good defensive performance this year. Jacksonville week two at home. They weren't bad last week, against, were they? They've been the They've shut down Gardner Minshew like no other team. Well, they've also you said they faced... haven't been good or bad, Adam. No, last week against Rivers scored twenty two fantasy. Hear you smell. Yeah, <laughs> Rivers scored twenty two fantasy points against the Texans last week. He did that on more than forty pass attempts. And Kyle Allen has made two starts in his career, and he's thrown twenty six and twenty seven pass attempts. Um, so I just want to bring that up. I think this Texan secondary is is terrible, and their pass rush is not the same as it was without Clowney there. I think this is a uh, <clears throat> Sorry, I'm choking. Um, the uh, the <laughs> thing we saw last week, and you know I like these intangibles. He went home to Arizona, right where he's from. Yep. You know where he went to college? Texas Tech. Uh, was Houston. It? He's oh, a Houston, Houston Cougar. So he's now going back two straight games now, where he's going to I think have a little bit extra motivation to play and play well. Um, I like the setup for him. I think he's uh, the the things that we thought about Cam, we saw from Kyle Allen. Yeah, okay, right. by the not, way, he, not to he, the that, same extent, different different style, obviously, but getting his receivers the ball. This is a you pluck decent player. I don't want to say good player, decent player into good receivers, great system, great play caller. Because I still think North Turner is one of the best play callers in the NFL. And you saw what the upside could be. He won't be as good because this defense is better than the Cardinals. But what Dave said, two fifteen two. I think that's where Kyle Allen will be. I'll take Kyle Allen over Tom Brady. I, I think he could be 250-2, but I'm a little worried about a turnover there. Um, and, and I think that he can – I think that he's an okay player for this offense. I think the Texans – I'm right in the middle on the Texans' defense with where Jamie and Heath are. I think they're going to improve. I think their pass defense will get better. I'm not sure they're good. They're not good. They haven't been I'm not good, sure they're But bad. I think they can get better. You know, they're starting a rookie corner. He's going to be good. Their pass rush will get better. They've got some good talent there. I'm not 100% sure about how I feel about the Carolina offensive line. I think they're okay. This is a tougher matchup for Kyle Allen, so I can't be as bullish on him as Jamie is, but I don't think he's terrible either. And I think the 250-2 and and one or two interceptions, I think he can get you that, so he'll be okay. Kyle Allen or Matthew Stafford? Stafford. 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 I love Stafford. 100 miles. Okay. Are you looking at your our rankings when you're asking these questions? Yeah, I think one of you has Allen ahead. Oh no, D- Jamie's got them back to back. Okay. So eleven. No, I know I'm back to back. I just refreshed your rankings. <laughs> so I have Stafford at eleven and Allen at thirteen, I believe. Uh, you have Allen at twelve. Oh, okay, I do have back to back. Sorry. Okay, so <laughs> it's not that crazy of a question here. Um, and then Dave has Dave has Kyle Allen one spot ahead. Uh, no, one spot behind. Okay, screw you guys. Well, two spots behind. Two spots behind. Back to back to back. Screw me. Um, all right. So anyway, the wide re- start McCaffrey. The wide receivers, DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel, what do you think? Better in PPR than non-PPR, especially in the case of DJ Moore. Uh, don't get thrown off because DJ Moore only had one catch last week. 
It was an amazing catch. It was a great throw, too. I, I think that they're going to continue to be involved. And while I think this, the Texans' secondary is improving, they're not great. They're not there yet. Oh, Jonathan Joseph's been terrible. Yeah. I, I think that you're going to see. There, I, I think that's where they go to take advantage. I think they go there, and I think they try and eat up the middle of the field. And Bradley Roby in the slot. That's a liability for Houston, too. That might be their biggest. It's so what are they? Don't, are they number two wide receivers or what? They're, they're in the, that group of guys the like the, the Chiefs guys, like Thielen, like Gordon, like guys that you should consider starting depending on who you're comparing them against. It's the, you know, the thing that we struggle with because we have to label these guys as number ones and number twos, there's 30 guys you could be able to start this week, and they're in that 30. I would – Moore's a high-end flex. Samuel's a low-end flex for me. All right. Greg Olson's a top 10. Tight end, Olsen or Waller? Waller. Olsen. Olsen, non-PPR, Waller, PPR. Olsen or Andrews? Olsen. Olsen. Andrews. Jordan Akins is a dart throw. He's about 20th in the rankings. And uh, are you starting either DST? No, but I like the Panthers actually better. They've been getting out to the quarterback very, very well. Brian Burns has been playing well for them. I have the Texans higher. I'm not starting either of them. Right. They're both not good starts. Agreed. Cincinnati's at Pittsburgh here. We talked about the stat of the game. The Steelers giving up the second most passing yards per game, and the Bengals have the third best passing offense. They are 14th in yards per attempt, though. They haven't beaten the Steelers since 2015. We already had our Andy Dalton debate. Uh, you can hear that at the beginning of the show, or you know, if you just look at the time codes, it's in the 62nd rankings disputes. 23rd for Jamie, not ranked. 29th for Dave, and and 14th for Heath. Uh, Do you have Andy Kirk Dalton. Cousins ahead of Andy Dalton? This yes. Week? Wow. Joe Mixon, starter sit. I'd rather sit. Uh, start. No, I'm starting him. Yeah, come on, Heath. Come on, Heath. <laughs> the Steelers' run defense is not good. Steelers' defense is not good. Well, their run defense has been better than their pass defense this year. It, yes, that is true. They are allowing the fourth most fantasy points to running backs. Not terrible on a per carry basis, but not good either. And they were really awful last week. So, okay. M- uh, Mixon or Eckler? Eckler. Eckler. Mile. Okay, uh, Mixler or Ken- Mixon or Kenyon Drake? No, just kidding. Uh, <laughs> all right, how do you feel about Boyd and Ross this week? Start Boyd, sit Ross. That that works for me. That's good yep. enough for me. Why? Why this- sit Ross? Why are we jump? Because ship? I think the Steelers can. They don't always play zone. They'll do some man too, but I, I think that they'll play more zone this week to try and keep Ross contained. You can flex Ross if you want to. He's a boomer bust player. He still drops way too many passes. And you just you like I don't really know that he's that much different than Demarcus Robinson and Michael Hardman. I, he he's worse than them because he's hope he's, he scores the touchdown. He's gotten it done and he's worse than them ways. because it's Andy Dalton versus Patrick Mahomes. He, no, he's he's had, just, but he gets games he, as they have. He gets more targets. He's had twelve, he targets, eight, and six targets in three the games. The way he scored has just been so fluky. But well, but so not not if he's scored. that kind of guy. No, you kidding me? Yeah, it is. No, it's not. They're getting four to five targets per game. It's fluky. Like they might, they might. They're making excellent. Times. Robinson, in particular, has made some excellent. Catches. So has John Ross, though. I mean, he's made John Ross made some big plays. He's no, a speedy he's guy. He's just fast. Yeah, I know. I mean, that's a skill. Uh, yes, I, I don't know. I feel like skill. we're jumping off because he had a bad game against the team that is literally the best in the NFL at eliminating big plays, and the Steelers are not the Bills. I would start him over both those Chiefs guys, but I'm still saying flex him. All right. And then Tyler Boyd must start. I mean, he's had 10 or 11 targets in all three games. Yes. Okay. Must start in PPR. You don't have to do it in not. All right. Would you go with DJ Moore? I've got or, a top 12 in both. DJ Moore or Tyler Boyd? 
more. Boyd. Uh, Boyd. Tyler Eifert is outside the top 20 in PPR. He's 19th for David, non-PPR. But if you're looking for a tight end stash. Tyler Eifert? He plays the Cardinals next week. Oh, okay. I thought this was going to be a mustache joke. All right, how do we feel about uh, Mason Rudolph against this this Bengals defense? Not a bad streamer. I can't trust him. Uh, I think he made... He might have made like one very good throw last week. I'd rather start him than Baker Mayfield and Josh Allen. Would you start him over Mitchell Trubisky? Yes. yes. No. All right. James Connor. Who do you feel better about, Connor or Mixon this week? Connor. Yo, listen. The uh, Bengals Connor. stink against running. I like backs. Connor a lot. <laughs> if you Con- have to like Connor, he needs the to against Cincinnati. Needs to get it going this week. Connor or Eckler. 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 Eckler's top three this week. Um, and like, Connor fits in that Aaron Rodgers, Jared Goff. Um, there's many others. I'm Don, Devontae Adams, that group of guys that like, okay, do it this week. Or we actually are going yeah. to start questioning. You. Right, right. Uh, Deontay Johnson. Okay, I'm assuming you're going to start Juju. I think he's like 14th or so in the rankings. But would you start Deontay Johnson or James Washington? Johnson. Uh, Johnson. No, I mean, I, I mean either Washington. Yeah, he's number four. Either I don't one. know. I, it's not worth talking about them. Okay. Going back to the too many receivers. Okay. Comment plus, they they're not usable in DFS unless you're talking strictly the Monday slate. Johnson right. is a stash. That's the only thing that you should be looking at Deontay Johnson right. Okay, and then Vance McDonald, if he plays, are you going to go with him? No. No. Okay. Just He's a low-end starter if he plays. Yeah, Rudolph in week two through 19 passes. Four of them went to McDonald. Both of his touchdown passes went to McDonald. You can't judge him based on week three because he got hurt. Uh, but I understand the hesitancy there. Hesitance. Uh, Pittsburgh DST, they're 61% owned. And they're 21st for Heath. They're seventh for Jamie and fourth for Dave. And that's just the way that Heath and Dave and Jamie see this game going. Heath is much more confident in Andy Dalton. Um, the Bengals right now are allowing the, most, the fifth most fantasy points to DSTs. Oakland is at Indianapolis here. Stat of the game, Jacoby Brissett, 646 yards, seven touchdowns through three games. T.Y. Hilton has 27% of the targets, 30% of the catches, 30% of the yards, and four of the seven touchdowns. So, I mean, he is the offense. And how would he impact Jacoby Brissett as a streaming option here in this game? If he plays? Yes. Positively. Brissett might be my favorite streamer if he plays. Yeah. Like over Daniel Jones? Daniel Jones is not currently my favorite streamer. Who is? But over Daniel Jones if Case Keenum doesn't play. You like Case Keenum? Of the guys that were available that we talked about on waivers, I would go Jones 1, Brissett 2, Allen 3, Keenum 4. That's if T.Y. Hilton And I like all four of them. Um, All right. So if T.Y. Hilton doesn't play, are you starting any Colts other than Marlon Mack? No. I think if you're stuck, Doyle and PPR, Ebron and non-PPR, yep. because it's a it's a rough week sure. for tight ends. Sure. Tight ends are interesting. Yeah, sure. And Mac is like a stud, right, this week? Yeah. So, Josh Jacobs. I, I, I know there's some tough matchups coming up, and he, he just had one last week, and he was awful. If they can keep it close here, then he should be good, right? I mean, this yes. run defense has been terrible. It's if, bad. If Darius Leonard is out, you remember last year with the Falcons when they lost Deion Jones and Keanu Neal and the middle of the defense was just completely exposed for the Falcons? That's what the Colts defense is. Right, and they just lost Malik Hooker. It's I mean. almost it's no, the no exact Malik same Hooker thing. And, and no uh, 
No Leonard. Yeah, right. uh, I've got Jacobs ranked too low. He's he's got to be much higher, like minimum. Because this is this is not going to be a game where they're chasing points in a dramatic fashion, unless just you know, Derek Carr vomits all yeah. over himself, and it, it should be a, it should be a close game. But Colts, I think, pull ahead late. Yes. I agree. Like I, I generally uh, trust Vegas quite a bit on these things. This is right on the border of a game that I would consider like they're they're gonna they're, they're a seven point underdog. If you're more than a seven point underdog, I'm generally pretty worried about how much you're gonna run. I but, wonder if the line changes though with Hilton's ruled out. I don't know. It might. I don't know if it would change that much either way. Um, I, I think the John Gruden talking about Josh Jacobs catching more passes and being more involved is gonna raise his. Well, score they tried to throw it to him twice last week. Yeah, you just missed both. I, I think he's got to. I think they got to keep trying, and this is a good game to do it. Would you start Josh Jacobs or LaShawn McCoy? McCoy, Jacobs. Um, with no, yeah, I'm gonna go with Jacobs. Would you start Josh Jacobs or Aaron Jones? Jacobs. I'm I'm a little, I'm worried about Jones. I'd go Jones. Jacobs. Last you, one. You do. Josh Jacobs or Tyrell Williams? Jacobs. Jacobs for sure and non, it's not very close. And PPR, it might be kind of close. Yeah, Tyrell's not catching that pass. He's only averaging like five, under six targets per game is what he's averaging. I think Tyrell Williams is Because last week good, he barely got thrown to. I think he's a good sell-high candidate if you could flip him now. Um, all right. Well, he had seven targets against Denver, seven targets against Kansas City, at three at Minnesota. Um, are you starting Tyrell Williams? He has scored touchdowns against yeah. Denver and Minnesota. I, I I'm, like him I'm closer starting. to a flex than a number two receiver. But yeah, he's a number three receiver, but he's in that 30 of guys you should consider starting. Josh Gordon or Tyrell? Tyrell. 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 Darren Waller is a top eight tight end. He's actually top five for Heath in both formats. He's top five for everyone in PPR. You can start him. And I think that is about it for that game. Indianapolis DST 12th, 8th, and 9th for Jamie David Heath. Two more games, and they should be fairly easy. Uh, Jacksonville at Denver. We are avoiding Gardner Minshew, and we already talked about the wide receivers in this game. D.D. Westbrook, uh, D.J. Chark, they're more flexes. Would you start D.J. Chark or Tyrell Williams? Tyrell. Tyrell. I believe I have Tyrell higher, so yes, Tyrell. All right, and then, I, you know, Fournette, we're still, he's got 87 and 94 total yards in each game. He's got to get into the end zone. He's got four, four, and six catches in three games. So I know you guys are going with Fournette. And this Denver defense is a little beat up right now. Fournette or, or uh, Josh Jacobs? Fournette. Fournette. All right. So still, I'll take Jacobs. Oh, okay. But we still have faith in Fournette. Sure. Yeah. Number two running back. He's been, I mean, really, like, it's just that he hasn't scored a touchdown. Right. Break down the Broncos. Go. They're going to split carries almost evenly as long as they're both healthy between Lindsey and Royce. Uh, and if Jalen Ramsey doesn't play, I think that opens up things quite a bit for Denver's offense. I, I think, think you can look at Emmanuel Sanders as a flex and Sutton as a flex too. <laughs> Probably a lower end flex. Yeah, Saxonville is back. Um, they are going to beat the snot out of Flacco. Yeah. That offensive line's terrible pass blocking right now. Lindsay's a low end number two. Royce Freeman's a high end flex. Emmanuel Sanders is a high end flex. Cortland Sutton's a low end flex. Agreed. Now remember, Freeman and Lindsay have both been pretty involved in the passing game each of the last two weeks. Uh, I think Lindsay has three straight games with four catches, and Freeman has one, five, and four catches in three games. So they probably are actually a little bit better in PPR. Um, and then, yeah, if 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 uh, if, J- if excuse me, Jalen Ramsey, Gordon Ramsey doesn't play, how much would you like Emmanuel Sanders? Still a high inflex, yeah, slightly better. How I do come? think this Why, is the game think... where Denver's defense 
goes off. Me too. Me too. They're so due. They have I, no sacks. I know. Yeah. Who has more they sacks? They would be Saxonville this week. Jacksonville or Denver? Denver. Jacksonville. Jacksonville by a lot. Denver's the ST 53% owned, not a bad streamer. They're like top 13 for all three of our analysts. I, I've really struggled between, like, yeah, it's probably true. Have they scored a fantasy point yet? <laughs> probably. Like, uh, I think in one of my leagues on a different site, I looked and they had zero fantasy points. Really? One point, one point in CBS. Podcast scored. producer Ben Tracker says one fantasy. They have scored point. one fantasy point in CBS leagues. Yeah. I mean, the, the, <laughs> this, this, uh, Joe Flacco may get murdered in this game. <laughs> like, this has to be the first player, first time ever a defense has scored one point through three weeks. But I'm looking at said, one of our leagues. Not a bad streamer. It, they have 10 in one of our leagues. So you just, you know, they've been bad, but it depends they on the They have zero story. in one of my leagues. Yeah, defense scoring is annoying. All right, uh, Chargers at the Dolphins here, and I, I'll just bring this up. Both Tom Brady and Dak Prescott needed rushing touchdowns to have like very good games against the Dolphins. So it's you just don't have to do that much as a quarterback against the Dolphins. Do you have any concerns about Philip Rivers being ranked too high? I don't really. I I this is uh, going to be an unpopular opinion. I kind of almost shared it on uh, FFT yesterday. I expect this game like Dolphins score some points in this game early. You've got the early start for a West Coast team okay. going to Miami to face a Dolphins team that's just been embarrassed. I don't really expect the Chargers defense to show up ready to play. And it is a Chargers defense that still has a very beat up and beatable secondary. But they also have a great front seven that can get after the quarterback. Just rewind what we said, what I said about Joe Flacco. Insert Josh Rosen's name in there <laughs> and he may die. Oh boy! All right, so who? Which quarterbacks would you start ahead of Philip Rivers? Mahomes and Watson. Um, I would start Goff over him. I would start Lamar Jackson over him. I would start Dark Prescott over him. Um, Russell Wilson and Mahomes for you. Mahomes and Wilson. Wilson. Okay, so he's sixth for Jamie and he's third for David Heath. Everybody's starting Eckler, Justin Jack. Would you start Justin Jackson over a Broncos running back? I'd start him over Freeman. I would sure. not, but I would start him over Sony Michelle. I start him over Freeman in non PPR leagues, but not in PPR. Okay, then. And uh, we're sitting the Dolphins. Chargers DST is a must start. Number one, number one, number three for Jamie David Heath. Start Keenan Allen. Also, I, I would yeah. start Justin Jackson over any running back playing tonight besides Aaron Jones. Mm, okay. Sure. That's fair. Ooh, I don't know. Miles Sanders or Justin Jackson, really? I don't know. I mean, how many carries do you need at 3.1 yards per carry? Dude? Yeah, I don't know how you can feel. I, I'm forced to start Miles Sanders in one YPC league, and I don't like life, it. YPC for life, Adam. Come on. <laughs> yeah, well, YPC also like stands for yards per catch. And he was he was like 40 last week or whatever. Uh, <laughs> all right, that's it for uh, for fantasy football today. Starters hit for wait, the wait, wait, wait. The smell is so good in here. I got to go by. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad you guys did not pass out from the smell. For Dave, for Jamie, for Heath, I'm Adam saying... Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. 
because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hyundai. 